Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Okay, I want to start today by saying thank you for your reviews and your notes and your comments and your questions and your input. It really, 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 I know I say this a lot, but it really, really helps me um, with the direction of this podcast and knowing that I'm following, you know, what I'm called to do and called to say and all of that. So the more you tell me what you want to hear and what you loved hearing, the more I can kind of guide this podcast to exactly what it needs to be. And I get so many messages each week that are like, how did you know this is exactly what I want to hear? And that's because I'm actually listening to you guys and I'm sharing the things that I know you need to hear because you've told me whether it's in um, your reviews or your comments or if you're even asking or if you're just like, I don't even know what to do about this. Anyways, I'm listening and I'm learning with you and I'm definitely not a perfect person at all. This podcast is all about the things that I've learned and things I'm still learning to help me be the best mom and business owner that I can be. And I'm just really excited that we're all on this journey together. And I know we're not all moms and we're not all business owners, but I'm just excited that you're here every week. So if you have a minute, leave a review, um, send me a message on what resonated with you each week. And so I can keep guiding this podcast to exactly what it needs to be for all of us. So I'm, I wanted to mention that. And I also wanted to mention before we started about our new email list below. So I've always, like, if you've been on my general email list, you've probably got some episode, um, some episodes to your inbox. But now I've created a specific email that goes out every Wednesday. That's kind of a summary of each episode and then the takeaways. So I don't want you to just listen to each episode and just feel good and then just go on with your day. I want you to listen and I want you to take action. So those are two different things. That's why at the beginning of this season, we created that um, note app where you can write down like the quotes that stick out to you or the thing, the things you feel. But we also created that to-do app so that you're going out and you're doing the things. You're creating the vision board. You're, you're setting goals. You're taking action. And you're just doing all these different things. So each week on Wednesday, I send out a summary of the podcast and then the takeaways. And if you haven't listened to the podcast yet, when you get the email, there's going to be a link so that you can actually listen to the podcast right there. And then... Um, you can save it as unread so you can come back and listen to it later if it's something that you think will really resonate with you that week. Um, I'm trying to make it really um, simple for you and bite-sized and all that. So I'm super excited. So today we are talking about how to keep working through hard times. 2020 has been a hard year for most people. I'd say pretty much everyone has gone through a hard time in 2020. For me, I know I've mentioned this before, um, last October was really rough on my family. And I'm kind of going to go back to that place and talk about the things that got me through. So last October, um, my dad left my mom and overnight we became a split family and everything changed in that moment. My future, my past, my present, um, everything. And it really shook me and was really, really, really tragic. It was, it was like, I had to grieve so much and I had never felt so much pain and I'm not going to get into all of that today. I've done a few guest episodes on Talisha Carter, um, Sarah Grace Allred, um, Heather's Detours, where I kind of share some really emotional parts of that and they kind of, it kind of fits more with their podcasts. Um, Talisha's is about 
um, healing and energy work and she's helped me a lot through that and Heather's is about blending families and divorce and so we talked a little bit more about like the actual divorce and the actual um, repercussions of everything and then um, Sarah's was about I don't even know what it was about originally I think it was about building a team but we got it was the first time I actually said out loud on in public um, anywhere online about my dad leaving so those are some episodes if you want to learn more about that but today I just want to talk about how to get through hard times. So anyways, my dad left my mom and we kind of had to relearn um, what our family looked like. And obviously now a year later, things are looking a lot better than they did a year ago because there was a lot of unknowns. Um, We hadn't heard from my dad yet after he left. um, And so, you know, we didn't even know what life was going to look like. And um, it's, it's been hard and lots and lots of pain and emotion and fear and anger and betrayal and sadness and it was a very hard year on top of that my sister twin sister had brain surgery and um and it was that was a really huge challenge in it of itself but it was in the same week that my dad left and um my husband um came home to help me this last year and now he is back full time, two hours away from me working over 60 hours a week. And it's so hard. Um, anyway, so there's lots of hard things. My kids had super bad allergies. My kids had super bad emotional problems. We had COVID. Um, we had the shutdowns. I was refunding people at the beginning of coronavirus, like thousands of dollars every day. Weddings all got canceled or minimized to two hours of coverage. Brand shoots had to cancel because they didn't know if their business would even be open. Um, we've had brick and mortar shops completely close and we've really had to pivot, adapt and restart our business. The podcast, the very first podcast episode was actually right as we're coming back into working and so much has changed and there's been so much hard stuff since then and before then. And so today I want to talk about how to keep working through hard times. Your hard times are going to look different than my hard times. Your hard times this year might just be that your kids don't sleep through the night and that um, your husband works so much and you're doing this all by yourself. Or maybe it's that your husband um, isn't super supportive of your business. So you feel like you're like fighting every time you leave for a shoot and you have guilt and shame and there's just so many things that are going to be hard and maybe it's really simple stuff or maybe it's really, really heavy stuff like trauma and grief. Um, but whether it's simple or not, um, it's hard guys hard is hard. And I am definitely someone that's an advocate for, um, being able to vent your frustrations or, um, feel like your life is hard, even if it's not as hard as someone else's, because, you know, my year this year was definitely the hardest year of my life. But that doesn't mean that the year that I had two babies under two that didn't sleep through the night wasn't hard also. So let's talk about how to keep working through hard times. The The week my dad left and the week of my sister's surgery and all that stuff, um, all of that, I became the breadwinner during that time. And eventually my husband ended up starting working from home and he got to work from home for a full year. But when we didn't know what it was going to look like. And so I had to keep working. And the week my dad left, I actually had 15 shoots that week and I had to keep going to work. And like, I couldn't tell anyone what was going on. I, I, I didn't even tell my friends. Um, I didn't even tell my fan, like my extended family, they didn't know for months. Like they didn't even know through all their brain surgery, any of this was going on because for like a month and a half, it was so raw and hurtful that I couldn't even like 
get the words out to tell anyone. So I had to keep working and keep being a boss of my team and keep answering emails and keep taking photos and keep being a mom and keep doing carpool and um, keep being a neighbor. I remember like the day after it happened, I was down the street and um, all the neighbors were out and I went and sat down on the grass next to all of them and my mind was just a total fog. And I remember trying to have a conversation with them and just feeling like, how can the world still keep going right now? Like I'm in total despair and like nobody knows. And I'm going to get a little emotional. And we just have to keep going. The world keeps going. We can't stop. And I'm not saying that you need to power through and keep working as hard as you can through the hard stuff because you definitely need to allow yourself to have some space um, to heal. But for the most part, you know, if you're running a business or if you're even just a working mom or a working person in general, there are things you can't stop doing, right? And even if it's just being a mom, that's work in and of itself. So I'm going to talk about the things that, that I do to keep working through hard times. So the first thing is that I focus on things that are within my control. And that's really hard for my personality type. I'm an Enneagram one and now we know what Enneagrams are. I'm very like controlling. I like things done a certain way. Um, Almost like, like this perfectionist mentality. Like it, I want it done in my control. When my world was falling apart, nothing was in my control. I couldn't control if my mom and dad were together. I couldn't control if my sister was going to be okay. Um, I couldn't control so many things. So I had to stop and focus on the things that I could control. I could control my house. I could control my business. I can control my family. I mean, not control. That's kind of a bad word to use, I guess. But I could focus on like, um, you know, the things that were in front of me, the things I was a steward over. Um, I could control how I was as a mother. I could control, and I mean, that didn't look exactly how I wanted it to probably during that time, but I could only focus on things in my control and I couldn't think about all the other things because I didn't know what that was going to look like and I wasn't, it was stressful to even try to think of changing. Like I, uh, my husband um, always is like, what if this happens or what if that happens or what if in five years, so-and-so moves so-and-so? And I hate those kind of conversations because I feel out of control and I like to be in control. And he always likes to do this, these what-if scenarios. And I'm always like, please, no. Like, I, it gives me anxiety to think like that. So because I have anxiety and I think it stems from wanting to be in control, I can only focus on the things that are in my control. So that's number one. Number two is don't get sucked into the negativity and bitterness. I... Um, went to Show It United last November and it was in the middle of all of this. My sister's surgery was like four days later. Um, still hadn't seen my dad. You know, this was like in the middle of all of it. And I went to a, a um, breakout session by a counselor therapist, um, which was really cool to have at United. It was the first time there was like a therapy breakout. And he said that unresolved anger turns into bitterness or something like that. So, we, a lot of times we don't let ourselves feel the anger and we bury it and then we become bitter and resentful and negative. And so what I learned from this is that we have to feel all of our emotions. So maybe that's number two. Maybe is let yourself feel all the emotions. 
So we have to feel them all. You have to feel the anger and the betrayal and the bitterness and the joy and the anxiety. You have to feel all of that, but we don't want to stay in that. And I think a lot of people don't, even my mom, she knows people who their anger has turned into bitterness. So she didn't want to be angry because she didn't want to be bitter. But anger is an emotion we need to feel. And I'm not a therapist or a counselor. And so I'm not exactly a pro on emotions. But I know from my own emotions that if we don't feel these emotions, if we bury them, they're still inside of us. They just come out as anger and bitter and negative and pessimistic and all these other things. We have to feel our emotions. Even stuff that you've buried five, ten years ago, start getting that stuff out. Go to therapy to get those emotions out of your body. Um, Go to an energy worker. There are so many tools you can use to get these emotions out. But my favorite tool that I use daily is to brain dump all of my emotions. And it's almost magical. I think I've talked about it a couple of times, but it's crazy. I could be so anxious inside my chest or so like queasy or butterfly, nervous, uncomfortable inside my stomach or so angry in my head. And as soon as I put pen to paper and start writing every single reason why I'm upset or every single thing that's making me mad, I think that's the exact same thing I said two different ways, but all of my emotions, if I'm writing them out, I'm writing out my frustrations, I'm writing out my fears, as I start writing them out, those feelings come out of my body. So I am taking them out of my body and putting them on paper. I'm feeling them. I'm allowing myself to feel all the reasons why I'm angry and I'm writing them down. And then I scribble it out or I scrumple it up, or I light it on fire, depending on how angry I am. Uh, and I actually like the scribbling thing, because I kind of like to look at back at my journal from the last year, and see all these scribbles, and kind of read between the scribbles, and see, oh my gosh, like, I can't remember, I can't believe that happened, and I got through that, and and I'm able to just not feel the, f- like, it neutralizes the emotion. Um, so, interestingly enough, I actually um, signed up for therapy in January and then or maybe it was December I went to one therapy session and we were going to do EMDR which is um I don't exactly know what it stands for but it it was created I think originally um to help heal like PTSD and really traumatic things so EMDR was going to help me kind of neutralize this big event in my life and so that I didn't have to feel all these heavy thoughts around it all the time Um, so in between, then I went home for Christmas and I think I went on vacation in January and I came back and the therapist said, um, you neutralize this on your own. You no longer need EMDR. You've graduated from therapy. And honestly, I probably could have still used a therapist, but I, instead, um, I used Talisha Kim, um, Carter and do energy work, but, and that's, she's, she is very helpful for me in getting my emotions out and feeling those things. But it was ironic because I hadn't even done EMDR and I was able to neutralize these really extreme emotions from a month ago just by um, brain dumping, scribbling it out, and neutralizing it on my own, which was really powerful. So number one, focus on things you can control. Number two, feel all the feels. And then three, don't get sucked into negativity and bitterness. I feel like two and three kind of go together. So obviously... There are going to be times where we're negative and we're bitter and we can choose to stay in that and continue to be negative and bitter or to get it out and then move on and replace it with positive, happier, more um, productive energy. 
Um, so for example, when I scribble out my thing, like maybe I'm really frustrated with my husband or I'm frustrated with my kids or I'm frustrated with something, you know, that's in the world. Maybe it's I'm frustrated with the election. I'm going to feel all those emotions and I'm going to write them down and I might vent about them for a couple of days. I might um, just be mad, but instead I'm going to scribble them out after I'm done feeling them. I'm going to scribble them out and I'm going to write some positive affirmations or some positive things underneath it. Um, so I'm going to write like, I am in control of my own emotions or so if I was in a fight with my husband and I was upset about something he did, or maybe he's grumpy and he's not, you know, cause you know, he can be stubborn when we're in an argument or something. And I always have to be the first one. So I could be like, oh, I'm so upset, you know, that he's still mad at me about this. Da, da, da. And then I'll scribble it out. And instead of being negative about that for another week, I'll scribble it out and be like, I'm only in control of my own emotions. So I'm going to choose to be happy and to whatever it is that I'm going to do and to love him, to serve him, whatever it is. So that's a simple example of um, a way you can turn something negative into something positive in your own mind. Because guys, we cannot control other people. We cannot control how they feel. We cannot control how they resolve things. We can only control how we resolve things. So if my husband, this is just a simple example, but this works with team members, this works with um, parents, siblings, kids. If my husband's frustrated about something and I'm frustrated that he's frustrated, we're not going to get anywhere with this frustration cycle, right? So I'm going to write down why I'm frustrated, scribble it out, and, and then just take control for myself and be happy because I don't want to be frustrated. I want to be happy. So we're not going to get sucked into the negativity and bitterness. We're going to feel it and then we're going to replace it with something positive in our minds, in our thoughts, in our bodies. Okay, the fourth thing is gratitude. And I kind of wanted to talk about this episode right now with November being kind of gratitude month. But, and I was going to do a whole episode about gratitude, which I might still do around Thanksgiving, but I think gratitude is overlooked. I think that a lot of people are really grateful or focused on gratitude during the month of November. And I'm having deja vu right now, so hopefully I haven't already done this episode. I feel like people really focus on gratitude during the month of November, what they're grateful for, and they think about it and around the holidays. But gratitude literally saved my life. And I think I'll do a whole episode one day about gratitude. But every single day. So on September 26th or 27th, I started a gratitude journal. I think I was kind of just frustrated going into busy season and just like kind of overwhelmed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start a gratitude journal and write down 10 things every day that I'm grateful for so I can keep this positive perspective. And um, I'm just going to start with that. So that was on September 26th. On September 27th, Luke's grandpa died who he lived with um, and that was really an emotional time for him and then on um, September 28th my dad left on October 1st I found out that my dad left and on October 8th my sister found a mess and then you know every month there was something else or every day at that point there was something else that was frustrating or that was heavy um, so on September 26th I had committed to writing in my gratitude every single day and I wish I had my gratitude notebook right here in front of me so I could read some of the things but some days it was like I'm thankful for, and, and heavy stuff and small things, like I'm thankful for my bed. <laughs> and some days it was like, I'm thankful for everything that my parents taught me, or I'm grateful for the childhood that I had with both of them together. Um, so it's simple things and big, huge things. And so every day I would write down at least 10 things that I was 
grateful for. And on really hard days, I would try to fill a whole page, which was hard. But there's always something to be grateful for, even in your greatest pain and trials. And sometimes there's even more things to be grateful for during those times. And um, I, I found this song shortly after and music became something that was on my gratitude journal every single day. I found a song called Rainbows um, and it said, um, let's see if I can find the lyrics really quick. I'm doing, I'm totally winging this without notes and without editing, which is rare. Um, I mean, I try to do it without editing most of the time, but I usually have notes. Um, so rainbow lyrics, let's read this. It, when it rains, it pours, but you didn't even notice it ain't raining anymore. It's hard to breathe when all you know is the struggle of staying above the rising waterline. So basically that's kind of talking about, um, getting sucked into that negative and bitterness. We're like, guess what? It's not even raining anymore. Did you notice? Like you didn't because you're stuck. You're trying to stay above water. And then this part, well, the sky has finally opened, the rain and wind stopped blowing, but you're stuck out in the same old storm again. You hold tight to your umbrella, but darling, I'm just trying to tell you that there's always been a rainbow hanging over your head. And that song, someone's recommended to me um, when I was going through all this, I posted on Instagram and said like, please give me your suggestions for songs to get through hard times. And I took every single song and put it on a list and literally played that 24-7 to help me heal. Um, and that song was number one most played song in 2020. Um, that, guys, this whole time I was struggling, there was rainbows and miracles and blessings right above my head. But when I was clouded with fear and anger and bitterness, I couldn't see the miracles and I couldn't see the blessings. And they were there. And they're always there. And so when we're looking for them, whether it's hard times or good times, it allows us to have this perspective that's positive and helpful and productive. And so I've kept up on this gratitude journal and I've kept up on this black journaling. So every day I'll write down everything I'm frustrated about, even if it wasn't a bad day. I'll just write down anything I'm frustrated about, scribble it out, write down a positive affirmation and 10 things I'm grateful for. And it allowed me, first of all, to see God's hand in my life, which was really important to me because sometimes when you're numb to ever, to you know, not, you start being numb to the pain, then you're numb to the spirit and to the joy and to all the good things in your life also. Um, so it allowed me to keep a, a good positive perspective, even when my life felt like it was falling apart around me and I was in the darkest hole, you know? So that is number four is keep a gratitude journal. Number five is tighten your inner circle. Um, I learned over this past um, few years, actually, that not everybody has great intentions and not everybody wants to be a good friend and not everybody is a good friend. And even though my intentions may be pure, not other, other people's might not be. And when everything fell apart in my life, I really realized who I wanted to call and who I wanted to tell and who I wanted to talk to and who I could actually trust and before, um, I think I shared a lot with a lot of people and it came back to find out, you know, I found out, you know, I was being used or, um, people were using things like that against me or things like that. And I realized like, I don't need to be friends with everyone. I, right now I need to be supported by people I can trust, people that are loyal, people that love me 
even when I'm not exactly who I want to be. And um, so anyway, so it's important to tighten that inner circle. And and I'm a really like authentic, I care about authenticity and being genuine and being open and really personal and personable with people. And so it was hard to, I felt like almost like a fraud that I was talking to people without sharing everything because I was like, I just want to be exactly who I am. But I had to realize that not everybody has the same intention for me as I have for other people. And tightening my inner circle really helped me um, be protected during those hard times. Um, Okay, and then the last thing to keep working through hard times is to move every day. And I'm not saying you need to go get a gym membership and exercise every day, although I think that would be very beneficial for all of us. Um, But I'm saying you need to get up, move, do something that puts you at the next point, whether it's physical or mental or emotional. You need to move your body, move your mind, move your goals, keep working towards something every single day so that you don't get stuck. Because the worst is when we get stuck in this, that place of bitterness or sadness or depression. Um, If we keep moving, eventually, as we're moving, maybe it's even moving to find something that helps us be happy. As we're moving, eventually, we will come out of that darkness. But if we stop moving, we're stuck. So these are the things that I've used to help myself work through hard times Um, and I continue to use these even little things like even that time of the month that is hard guys for women and for men actually because they have to deal with it Um, it's hard I can I feel like the world is against me I turn into an endogram four during the week before my period and that's hard for me so I have to focus on the things that are in my control I have to feel all the feels I have to allow myself to not get stuck in negativity and bitterness I have to use a gratitude journal tighten my inner circle and I have to move my body. So, and my mind and my goals and all those things. So that's all we're talking about today. And I hope that helps someone today. I I don't know who this is for, but I know that we all go through hard times and it's something that we can replay when we're through, when we're in the depths of those hard times again. So don't forget to get on our email list below so you can get weekly emails that include, it'll include these five, let's see, six action steps It will include a summary of this episode um, and it will just come right to your inbox. You can save it. You can copy it to your notes. If you're driving, it's really great because then you already have your notes written for you. Um, Anyways, thanks for being here. Thanks for all of your kind messages and reviews. I really, really appreciate it and love being on here every single Wednesday. Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag KylieMentorsMoms.